Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Thank you for joining me for our Flourish Podcast. I've been working through the book I wrote, Love, Leadership, and Influence, The Power of Transforming Relationships. Today we are on the chapter called The Power of Encouragement. Now this chapter has a definite correlation to the previous chapter called The Power of Embracing. However, it's a bit more clear-cut in some ways in regard to our words and such. Let's face it, our culture is not big on encouraging one another. As a matter of fact, the overarching sense is one of dog-eat-dog, and obviously the cancel culture is alive and well. It seems as though people are looking to compete, uh, criticize, and just plain knock someone else down a few pegs. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, encourage one another and build each other up. That's a good aspiration. This is where we as Christians can and should stand out in the crowd. It's one of the places. In my life, there is absolutely no one who encourages me like my Heavenly Father. No one. He's the one that is always giving me courage, which is the purpose of encouragement. He gives me courage when I feel incapable, unable, overwhelmed, When I spend time talking to God and looking at his word, he gives me courage. So in wanting to be more and more like him, that's my goal. I want to be an encourager. I want to be kind of counter counter cultural in this area. People need encouragement. You might not think they do. You might think, oh, they're just so confident. They have it so together. They don't need encouragement. But encouragement refreshes the heart of everyone. It gives them courage. That's why God is so affirming in his word. He tells us over and over how deeply he loves us and how he sees us through the eyes of hope. I share in my book that I talk a lot about my mom. And I say, although my mom was basically the best and most clear model of Jesus I've ever witnessed up close and personal, she wasn't necessarily adept at encouragement. She was a lover. She had so much compassion. She just never had really learned how to affirm with her words. I'm sure she wasn't affirmed a lot. I didn't hear a lot of words, even about the things that I excelled at as a kid. Maybe that's why affirmation is my number one love language. I guess I need encouragement sometimes. But don't we all? In the past, I've shared a teaching called the eight A's of influence. And one of those A's is affirmation, which is a part of encouragement. I have a little saying that goes with each A, and the one for affirmation or encouragement is, affirmation overcomes hesitation. By way of example, I spent well over 10 years in an attempt to write this book. I tried and I tried. I typed out portions of it. And I kept feeling like, this is awful. This is a complete bust. And in reality, it was. But there actually came a season when it it just felt like, this is it. This is the right time. I'm going to do this thing. I happened to be away for a month. And I had made the plan. I took my computer. I said, I'm going to attempt to begin. 
And so many people encouraged me in that process, and it made such a difference. My daughter, Emily, who edited my book, did an incredible job of editing every chapter that I would send to her. She would talk to me at length on the phone. She'd work late into the night on the book. She was a real comrade, a real encourager. Sure, she pointed out things that needed to be adjusted or changed, but she was also very encouraging. She's an English major, did not miss one tiny thing, and encouraged me so much as I was writing. Uh, my friend, Natalie Paladin, she called me several times while I was away, said, how's the book going? Uh, and she talked to me about the direction of it and my ideas. Uh, my friend, Karen Mateo, she agreed to read the manuscript. And um, she was very honest and pointed out things, but she was so encouraging. Uh, my sister, Paula, same thing. They're both really wonderful encouragers in my life, and they have made such a difference for me. And I, I'm not overly exaggerating that. Maybe I'm just one of those people that... It really boosters my confidence when I am encouraged. The people that I was away with on this month trip, although I just had met them, they consistently encouraged me. They said, keep at it. Tell me our, your chapters. And affirmation overcame my hesitation. And I finished the book and I had it published. You know, there are other ways of encouraging uh, besides words of affirmation, I think those are very important. But sometimes I've encouraged people by acts of attention or affection that just help them to understand, hey, I really like you. Sometimes I would push the envelope a bit with them. Uh, sometimes people are fairly somewhat reluctant in regard to affection. Sometimes they've you know, never had it in their life. But normally, God would really touch their hearts and help them break through in that area. Ultimately, they felt loved, affirmed, and encouraged through whether it was hugs or even a kiss on the cheek or just plain fussing that over them. That's another one of my little sayings is affection counteracts rejection. So many people have had so much rejection in their life and little ways that we employ to help them overcome that are always a positive thing. Sometimes I think about the story of the prodigal son. The son, think about it, he bitterly rejected his dad. His dad was obviously a good man. He left with half of his father's money and a total disregard for anything concerning his dad. And I mean, think about it, how would that make us feel if one of our kids did that as a parent? But when this young man finally wakes up and has a wake-up call and decides to go home and he's sorry, you look at what his dad does. He literally runs to meet this boy he embraces him. And I'm sure it wasn't a little pat on the back like, oh, good to see, son. I'm sure it was like a passionate, powerful embrace, full of tenderness, full of love, full of joy that his son was back in spite of what his son had done. And, you know, I want to keep learning how to be more like that. I used to see myself most often as that prodigal, I'm saying a lot to God, oh, I blew it again, Lord. But now, as I've gotten older and learned a little bit, I realize I'll always have frailties and I'll always be one that's returning again and again to the Father. But I have a passion to be like the dad in that story, willing to embrace with affection, forgiveness, warmth, anyone that's in my ability to do so with, and to be an encouragement to them. It's definitely worth considering 
whether or not we're willing to put ourselves out there in the area of encouraging others. It's really easy to get caught up in our own struggles and really sometimes think, what do I have to give? What do I really have to give to anybody? How can I encourage them? I can say this much. When we are looking for opportunities to encourage another people, person, we will certainly find them. The question is, are we looking? Are we really looking? Are we actually, when we're at church or when we're with our family or when we're with a friend or at work, are we looking for opportunities to say, how can I encourage that person? To genuinely encourage them. I'm not talking about flattery. Flattery is actually defined as excessive or insincere praise given especially to further one's own interest. However, sincere, and that's the key, sincere words of affirmation and encouragement, are they're not excessive, but they actually draw from the traits that we see and discern in a person, and we articulate them for the sake of building that person up or honoring them in some way. It's a good thing. It's not a phony thing. It's not like, oh, yes, I'm just going to earn some brownie points and say something nice about this person or use it for my own advantage. We're looking for their strengths. We're calling the attention to them. We're reminding them how God made them, reminding them what we see in them and for the sake of giving them more courage and calling them up and coming alongside. That's an awesome thing. So I just want to say in closing, don't withhold encouragement from others when it's in your power to give it. Don't let fear or intimidation or insecurity or even jealousy keep you from using your invaluable influence to bring courage to someone else. You can honestly change a person's life by being an encourager or a cheerleader. The friends that I have in my life, my family members, I have wonderful kids, my husband, they have so, so, so often helped me to have the courage to do the next right thing, to make the next step that I needed to make in life. And I am so thankful for so many people in my life that have encouraged me. And I just want to say to you, be an encourager. Love you all. Thanks for listening to The Flourish Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.